Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per mile. Commercial fleets are focused on lowering costs. They often focus on areas like fuel, tires, brake material, and after-treatment systems. But for fleets that work in northern climates, there is an opportunity to lower their total cost of operation before the trucks even leave the yard. If they are using block heaters, they're consuming electricity, and the amount of electricity and the cost associated is higher than most people realize. In this episode, we're going to talk to Kurt and Sonny from Power Grid Energy Solutions, and we're going to learn about a way to reduce the block heater's electricity consumption, thereby reducing the total cost of operation for that fleet. Kurt, how much money exactly are fleets spending on powering their block heaters? You know, before we get into the into the cost, let me give you a kind of a, a easy visual example to help people understand what the cost of block heaters is so expensive. You know, block heaters can range anywhere from 750 to 1500 watts. And if you think of it from a residential standpoint, it would be like having 15 uh, 100 watt light bulbs turned on and left on in your house for 20 hours a day. You know, I don't think most of us do that, and especially for six months out of the year during the, the heating season. So it gets kind of expensive really quick if you, if you understand what I'm saying. So most people wouldn't do that. So let your fleet vehicles go on, and we have a way to control it. So why wouldn't you do it? And that's kind of what we're doing. Most people don't realize the savings there. Right. And, and this is something that can actually get up into the thousands of dollars. Like we're not talking just a small amount. This is this is a significant opportunity to uh, put money to the bottom line. And whether it's a municipal right. fleet, a school bus fleet or a commercial fleet, I mean, they still all have fiscal responsibility. Oh, absolutely. You know, for example, if you had a fleet of vehicles, let's say 60, 60 vehicles, and which is pretty common, you could range anywhere and you're spending from 14000 to $21,000 annually depending on where you are geographically, you know, if you're in the upper Midwest or, or upper Northeast, you're going to be in the 19 cents a kilowatt hour for your electrical. If you're in the Midwest or somewhere like that, you're going to be in the 8 cents to 10 cent per kilowatt hour or 12 cent, just depends. So annually, you know, these fleets, a fleet of 60 buses or 60 vehicles would spend 14 to $21,000 on their electrical spend to heat those blocks which equates to about anywhere from $216 to $350 per vehicle. Now, that may not sound like a lot, you know, per vehicle, but when you take that times the 60 or times the 40 or times whatever number of vehicles you have, it adds up really, really quick. Most vehicles, like, they set for 20 hours a day. Well, school buses, school fleets set for 20 hours a day. 
And we call that soak time. So we control that and, and when they don't need to be heating. So it's pretty efficient, very efficient, actually. Sonny, how did the company get started? And of all the problems you could have focused on, why did you choose trying to solve this issue around electricity consumption powering block heaters? Back in 2008, when the economy crashed back then, a lot of businesses, schools and things were actually having issues looking for ways to save on their utilities and so forth. I was in the energy conservation field at that time. So I started offering free kind of simple audits for businesses locally around me and some of the schools. Schools particularly really got an interest in needing some help. I went to a local school and one of the areas that was identified as an issue from an electrical standpoint was they had buses plugged in. I think they had 19 buses at the time. And uh, they said, hey, can you help us find a solution to reduce this cost? So I immediately started looking for technologies that was out there that would help them. And really, the only thing I could find was just like general, just standard, like a timer. So each, each truck would have to have a timer. So during my research, I realized there was no technologies available. So I basically set off, designed a panel that would control the whole fleet at once. I built in schedules. I had it look at outside temperature set points and developed basically a program that had algorithms in it that would look at the outside temperature, decide when was the right time to basically activate their block heaters. Once I did that and got us what I thought was a decent solution, I took it back to the school. We installed it uh, within the first full month of them running the panel. They saved, they took their utilities uh, at their bus garage down 75% immediately. So based on that, kind of make a long story short, I I developed this uh, panel that controls up to, one single panel control a whole fleet of up to 42 vehicles. Once I realized that I had something that wasn't out there, I patented a product. And uh, since that time, like I said, we're the only block heater controller solution on the market that we know of that controls up to 42 vehicles. And we've actually had customers now that have achieved up to 94% reduction in their electrical usage uh, by awesome. using our panel. Yeah. And, and when I think about the the available solutions outside of yours, like you talk about the timer and the, the big problem with that is, is it just, it comes on at a specific time. It shuts off at a specific time, but it, like you said, it has no outside kind of influence on on like what the temperature is so there's no way to put that information into the timer and say well exactly. it's colder you know longer today so we need more power and it's warmer uh more often you know in the, over the next couple of days so we need less power there's no way to regulate that it's just on off on right off. so i can see yep. how there was an opportunity to create something that would produce more efficiency and that's really at the end of the day what what this product has done we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back Don't have a heavy-duty part number and need to look up a part? Diesel Parts is a cross-reference and parts lookup tool that makes it easier to identify heavy-duty parts than ever before. Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Kurt, earlier we were talking about how much it's costing fleets. I'd like to really focus on the amount that can be saved. So when, when people start to use this product, 
What's the real savings in dollars that fleets can expect? Well, I'll give you an example. We did a school system here in Indianapolis uh, back in 2019, and they had 186 buses. And we were able, we estimated their savings based on our calculations to be for a season to be $35,000 in savings. By the end of that season, from November through March, we ended up saving them over $42,000. So we far and exceeded that. And they couldn't have been happier. So the other thing that we didn't anticipate was another additional savings to that was block heaters. The mechanic there, the head maintenance guy, told us that the year prior, he had to replace 60 block heaters. And that was at a cost of about $125 to $150 to replace each one, including labor. So that can vary as well, depending on your labor rate. So there was another $7,000 additional savings because the year that our block heater controller panel was in, they only had to replace three block heaters. And he didn't know if that was residual leftover from prior to that. So that was awesome. So is that because of the efficiency gains, the the block heater doesn't have to work so hard, so then it doesn't wear out as quickly? Is that kind of the, the thought process behind that? You're exactly right. You know, they're not utilizing it. So like I said, if, it, if the three o'clock in the morning or whatever time that, that we have it set for comes on and the temperature is above our set point, it won't activate the block heater. So it's not running it. So it doesn't have that on off cycle going on throughout the day. And we reduce that quite a bit. People would be very surprised at how many days that actually they don't turn on at all. Right. So Sonny, maybe you could explain to us, how is it powered? How does this power sink control panel get installed? For a quick visual, think about your breaker panel in your house. That breaker panel has a breaker. There's an electrical circuit that goes out to your plugs on the wall. Same thing with block heater circuits. They're typically a 20 20 amp circuit. It goes from the breaker and goes out to that plug at the post for the vehicle. What we do is we intercept that circuit that's going out there. Some of them are indoors, some of them are outdoors. But what we do is we put our panel between the breaker panel and those receptacles where it makes sense. And at that point is we intercept that circuit, and then that's how we control it. We got a temperature probe. If, it, if the panel is installed indoors, the temperature probe goes to the closest outside wall. That's where we get our reading for outdoor temperatures. And then the rest is, is basically controlled between those two points. So any basically qualified electrician can install like a 42-truck panel in just a a few hours. So they're pretty straightforward or pretty easy to install. Like I said, they can go indoors, they can go outdoors. It doesn't matter. The panels will work either way. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy and, and it saves a lot of money. And not only that is you'll see not only energy savings, but from an environmental standpoint, you're going to reduce your uh, carbon footprint as well. Kurt, there's many vocations in commercial trucking and the range can be everything from from off-road fleets that are working in logging and mining and, and industry all the way down to fleets that operate in the inner city. So what is the best application for the power sink? Anybody that has a fleet of vehicles with 20 or more, we can get down to as low as 12 vehicles and do a cost justification of 24 months or less typically. But you know, anybody with a 20 vehicle or more with a diesel engine that they plug in either day or night would be a candidate. 
some of those guys would be LTL carriers where their day cabs go out and they come back in. They sit in a lot during the day. They sit in a lot during the night. No reason to heat those block heaters, but we can control those. Route trucks, delivery trucks that are delivering your bread, delivering your uh, stuff to the grocery stores. Those are another good candidates because they plug their trucks in every night. Buses, concrete fleets, waste management, people, trash trucks. You know, they're all plugging in because they've got to be on site the next morning. You know, what people don't realize as well is when you have a bus or truck or trash or whatever vehicle that doesn't start in the morning, well, that creates a whole snowball effect of additional things that we didn't even talk about. And they have to either reschedule another truck, pull another truck from a different lot, or they have to pay overtime for their drivers or their uh, operators to get their products delivered or get it to the site. It's a snowball. Again, people don't think about those things and it adds up. Another area that I was thinking in places where they're working night shifts, sometimes in the spring, for example, in our area, as things start to warm, it's still cold, but as things start to warm, they put road bands on. And so then you can't run like a fully loaded truck on the, uh, the gravel roads to get out to, let's say, like an oil field site during the day. So then they, they switch and they work at nighttime. But it can still be, you know, minus Celsius, minus 15 in the daytime, minus 20. You still would need to plug that vehicle in during the day. So night or day, depending on the outside temperature and depending on when the vehicle's working, uh, you still have to have that vehicle plugged in. So that's another place where this would be a great product. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. When repairing a diesel engine, it is essential to only use high quality engine parts. AFA Industries manufactures OEM quality complete in-frame kits, replacement engine parts, and seals and gaskets for diesel engines at great aftermarket prices. To learn more, go to afaindustries.com where you can request them to direct you to a local distributor. Check out afaindustries.com today. Sonny, could you just go into a little more detail about what makes the control panel on the power sink so unique? And what makes our panel so unique is you have the ability to control it remotely. So if you have to change a schedule, uh, it's easily done through a desktop computer. You can do it from your phone if you've got access to your network. We've actually got the panel set up now that it uses BACnet over IP, which it can be on a building management system. So you can do a lot of things with it and get access to it from no matter where you're at. So. If you've got somebody that's responsible for the fleet, they need to change a schedule, whatever, it works very well. And we also use what's called a zone feature. So if you had 20 vehicles, we can make four sets of five trucks all have different schedules. So you can actually schedule your fleet. So if you have different start times or whatever, you have the ability to do that as well, which actually also increases your savings instead of turning them all on. At one time, you can stage them on. So we have that ability to do that as well. That makes a lot of sense for vocational fleets because like, let's say that you have, uh, if you're oil filled, for example, maybe you've got some water well drilling trucks because you do water wells. And then you also have some tank trucks because you're hauling fluid and you've got some other work trucks. And then you've also got medium duty uh, diesel pickup trucks that need to be all plugged in. So you might have several different types of trucks all doing different jobs, working at different times. So to be able to program that by the the group of trucks or the the shift that those people 
and those trucks are working. Man, that's that's a lot of flexibility. That works really well. Sonny, when is PowerSync going to be the most effective at helping fleets lower their costs? I know in Canada, sometimes in the dead of winter, we can get up to minus 40. Sometimes with wind chill, it could be minus 50. I would think that's the time that the power sink would save fleets the most money. But when we were talking before we got on together, that isn't necessarily the case. So could you explain? Okay. You know, it's kind of a two-part answer to that. And a lot of people think, well, the colder it is, the better, you know, the more savings right. you get. It's, it's yeah. actually kind of opposite of that. No matter what, it saves every month for the whole six, seven months, whatever your winter season is. Right. Six um, months in the States and nine months in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So you're nine months. So as you're coming into the coldest period of the time, you're going to have days that may not necessarily need block heating the whole amount of time, but you still plug them in to be ready. So you're, you would be using power that whole time. So the way the panel works is now that it's warmer, You'll have those basically during the dimes of the day where it's warmer, the panel will be shut down. It'll have everything shut down. And as the temperatures get colder, that's when it would activate. So at the beginning of the season, the end of the season, typically is where this really saves the most money. So like you talked about timers, timers are just, it's shut off a certain amount of time during the day. Our panel does that, but it also looks at outside temperature. So, for instance, if your panel's set for 26 degrees outside, let's say that's when you're going to act, you want it to activate. So, when your schedule plays out, your schedule's complete, it says, okay, I'm ready to heat. Well, it starts looking at outside temperature at that point. It says, well, it's 28 degrees. It's been there for a while. I'm going to go ahead and just leave them off. You don't need them. So that's kind of uh, what people think. It's not necessarily how cold it is, but it's at the beginning, the end of the seasons where this thing really shines. So really at the beginning of the winter season and at the end of the winter season is when PowerSync will save fleets the most money because in the dead of winter, the block heater needs to be running continuously no matter what because it's so cold. So like I said, that's that's really when this thing saves. The kind of second part of it is just the the controls algorithms that we use, the zone features, we give the customer the ability to decide how many hours prior to needing the vehicle that they want to activate the block heater. We worked with block heater manufacturers and they basically told us two to three hours that engine's going to get as hot as it's going to get. So we've got a lot of really cool features built into the panel to give the customer the flexibility to configure how this block heater controller works that best fits their their needs. So our savings usually is pretty conservative and we've, right. we've not missed one yet. We've always beat what we say. It just does what it says it's going to do and then some. Kurt, where is there additional opportunities to save even more money because you're using the PowerSync control panel to reduce electricity consumption? Another thing is most power companies recognize our panel as a custom rebate and a custom incentive. So the local power companies, depending on where you're located, will offer incentive so that you're not using as much power and you kind of take some of the load off of their power grid. This one example I gave you earlier about the 186 buses, they received a $23,000 incentive. That's pretty solid. 
Yeah, yeah. Put twenty three grand in my pocket. I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh yeah. yeah. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. Today, we've been speaking to Kurt and Sonny from Power Grid Energy Solutions. If you'd like to learn more about their solutions that reduce electricity consumption with block heaters, head over to power-sync.com. That's power-sync.com. Links will be in the show notes. Kurt, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, appreciate it. Had a great time. Thank you. Sonny, I really appreciate you sharing your expertise and being on the show. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Jamie. Thanks for having us. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash Pride, and let the heart of the Independent Service Channel take care of your commercial equipment.